us tonight. I'd like to introduce Brother Tony Hudson. And uh, I'm going to get him to say hello. Um, Brother Hudson is, uh, and of course, he's uh, founder, if you do not know this, of the Middle Tennessee Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, since 1990. But Tony Hudson, as he prefers to be called, is the son of the late Dr. Uh, Curtis Hudson, great pulpiteer, someone that I grew up listening to quite a bit back in the day. Brother Hudson attended Bible college and pastored two other churches, but uh, as many people will uh, testify to, probably his traveling and being with people constantly has honed the skills to preach. I love to hear him preach. love to hear him preach because I don't think he's trying to influence anybody. Uh, and I'm okay with that, Brother Tony, and I'm looking forward to <clears throat> So I'm glad you're here. men are with us, and I think you're in for a treat. Now listen to me. If you'll simply give yourself, put your guard down, examine you, lie off the fallow ground, God talk to me tonight, have your way in my heart tonight. If you'll do that, I think you'll walk away from here a lot richer spiritually and ready for God to be able to use you. And that's our hope. That's all we're looking forward to. So I'm glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you so much. Oh, glory waving in the courthouse square. She seems all alone and fragile, even in despair. The stars had lost their glimmer, the stripes their majesty. As I thought, what is the matter? Seemed all glory spoke to me. Bring back the cross. By myself I cannot stand. Bring back the cross. We need the help of God's strong hand. Can't you hear all oh, glory cry? Can't you feel her grief and pain? America, bring back the cross again. The glory of all glory was the smile from God above. For certain we have had our faults, that's not what I'm speaking of. But the cross and flag together, oh, they sure made quite a pair. Though the cross, it was invisible, all still knew that it was there. Bring back the cross. By myself I cannot stand, bring back the cross. We need the help of God's strong hand. Can't you hear all oh, glory cry? Can't you feel her grief and pain? America. 
son, I heard you had a bad dog. He said, yes, and my dog ain't never lost a fight. He said, well, I like to tip my dog with the dog. He said, anytime you want to, though. He had confidence in his dog, so they picked the day when the sheriff wasn't going to be around. They took them dogs to the woods. There's a big old pit bull. That, that, owner, that, that man had a pit bull. The owner of that store would be going to the woods and hollering his spikes on it. Long chain, cropped off ears. They thought they were going to just dragging two men across the top of the leaves. Phone just blowing up in the corner of the mouth. And that new boy moved into town, had a little new dog on, on, a, on a shoelace. His solid white had a long nose, a little cropped off, lopped off tail, a little stubby legs, and led him up there, and they were sniggering at that white dog. And when they, they, they built him up, they bit them, they bit some of the noses. When they bumped their noses, they went ahead and gave a signal. And then when they tended them, that little white dog just reached up and said, Swallowed that pit bull whole. And the man began to weep. He said, I ain't never seen nothing like this. He said, My dog's a champion dog. He said, He ain't never lost a fight. He said, What kind of dog do you have, son? He said, Well, before I cut his tail off and paint it white, he was an alligator, praise God. And uh, they all laugh a little while now. Mark chapter number five, we'll pick up reading at verse 21 in the Gospel of Mark. The Bible says that when Jesus was passed over again by ship on the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Let me say that's a good position to be. Humility. That's a good, that's a good start. And he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay hands that lay, lay, hand, lay thy hands on, my, on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him. And that's another good thought. I wonder if Jesus is going with you tonight. I've been thinking about preaching on verse 24. And Jesus went with him. He went with him through despair, didn't he? He went through despondency, went through, through doubt. I want him to go with me. And much people followed him, and they thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But when the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth, and he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Our Heavenly Father, I stand tonight with arm of flesh has failed me before. And uh, these people are strangers to the need that I have tonight. I need your touch. I need your unction. I need an empowering that man cannot produce. And so I'm asking you to do tonight what man cannot do. I pray, God, you fill me with the Holy Ghost. Top of my head and the sole of my feet. I pray that you give me courage, backbone, 
to say everything that should be said. And then I ask you for discernment and wisdom beyond my experience, not to say anything that would glorify God and exalt saints to serve you. We're living in the last days. Perilous times have come. And Lord, I pray we can leave these walls tonight after hearing Brother Mike and the other songs that will be sung, the testimonies that may be shared, invitations that are extended. We pray we leave here with a fervency about these last days. I pray, God Almighty, that we'd, we'd get serious about the opportunity that's left. And Lord, I pray tonight you'd use the message to encourage those that are listening, maybe those that are listening by way of the internet access, pray likewise for them to get help. And when we, when we count up all of it, we'll give you the glory and honor for all that's said and done. We know, Lord, that you're jealous of glory. It's not about man. So, Lord, we'll exalt you. And I pray tonight, help those that are lost. I pray for anybody in this room who's under the sound of my voice as I pray. God Almighty, I pray you'd show them their need of salvation, the brevity of life that's a vapor. And let them see that hell is awful and heaven is sweet. And I pray tonight will be the last night they're lost. May long live old-time religion when you come again. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. A wonderful story in this text. And all of the gospel records the acts of Christ. I like to read them over and over again. I don't get tired of hearing those stories. There are some things that become redundant to me, but the pages of God's Word, I want to thank God, has not become that since I've been saved. The, the songwriter wrote it. I love to tell the story to those who know it best because they seem hungry and thirsty to hear it like the rest. And I read about this story and many characters within it, but I want to focus our attention on verse 25. There was a certain woman. And let me just say that when the Bible speaks of a certain woman, we're not talking about some make-believe story. We're not talking about an illustration. We're not talking about a parable. We're talking about an actual woman. Though her name is not given in this text, she was a certain woman. Uh, she had a name. And uh, the Bible said about this certain woman, she had an issue, an issue of blood. The Bible said in verse number 25, this certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years had suffered many things and many, of many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was none the better, but rather grew worse. Uh, I, I submit to you tonight, not, not just on experience or uh, years behind the pulpit or pastoring, but, but man, you can just look around today and see people that are in trouble. I mean, people are having problems. Uh, and Bible-believing Baptist people are not exempt. I wish I could say the night I got saved and the way the, the TBN crowd, you know, Jan and Paul crowd, T.D. Jakes and the rest of the liars, somebody say amen, that present it, they make it look like everything's all right. But, you know, everything's all right in my father's house, but, I, but I'm not in my father's house yet. They all live God in Christ Jesus might suffer? No, it's self suffer persecution. It's an assurance. And she had an issue. And I, I don't think I, I would be, I'd be wrong if I started on the back row and went down to these youngest boys on the front that there's not a person in this room, young, old, retired or working, teenager, a young married couple, white-haired saint. Hey, there's not anybody in this room that, exempt, that is exempt from trouble. Issues. Issues. We all have issues. That issue is, is something that, that is a problem that needs to be discussed. An issue is something that's big enough that if you could have fixed it yourself, it wouldn't be an issue. You understand, when she had an issue, it was not a problem. Some things I can fix. I'm so tired of millennials 
talk about talk about the devil spiked me. I had a flat tire on the way to church. That ain't the devil. That's you, stupid. You didn't check your tire. The light's been on for four weeks. The devil's been fighting me. We, you know, and now that ain't the devil. That's the, the, my motor blew up. When's the last time you checked it all? I'll never forget how in Joel I hired a boy to own our staff and and uh, I told him, I said, don't ever get one of them buses without checking the oil. And uh, we were going on a trip to preach, and we got in the car, and, and uh, before we drove through the gas station, filling up, I got out, and I said, pop the hood, and I was checking the oil. And, and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm checking the oil. We're going on a trip. He said, man, you need a Honda. That's what you talking about. He said, I got a Honda. I said, I, I've had it for seven years. I've never checked the oil on the thing. Are y'all all right? Hey, I'm not making it up. We're in a mess. Some trouble you bring, there's some trouble you bring on yourself, some issues of life. There's some things that really, if it, if it was if it was just trouble and you could have fixed it, you'd already fixed it. But see, when trouble's not dealt with, when problems are not dealt with, they manifest. And sooner or later, neighbor, they'll become issues of life. They'll become things that follow, I mean, things that haunt, things that surround you, uncomfortable days. And here was a woman, friend, who had an issue of blood. She had a problem. I wish I could say I didn't have any. I, I see preachers, and I'm always on the top side, they say, and they talk a bunch of a junk. Amen. Amen. Smoking hash. Is everybody okay? And talking trash. I need help. Uh, and, 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 oh, we never have a problem. Oh, if you married, you're going to have some problems. If you married a woman, you will. Somebody say amen. You might have married a mannequin. You might have married a zombie. But I married a woman, praise God. And there's, there's trouble. There, there's things. If you raise children, you're going to have trouble. If you pastor a Baptist church, you're going to have trouble. Issues of life. Nobody in this room, uh, hey, nobody in this room, no matter how long you've been saved, uh, nobody in this room is exempt from issues. Problems that need to be discussed. Problems that need to be developed. Problems that need to be that need to be fixed. She had an issue. I looked at her issues and they were personal issues. When I think about this woman, a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 20 years, she had a personal issue. Her issue primarily was a physical problem. It's a fleshly issue. Amen. Now, I, I will tell you something. If, you're, if you've been saved by grace, that's wonderful. And we sing the song that the old man is dead, but the problem is the old man ain't dead. That sounds good, kind of like a new name written in glory, but it ain't all right. Somebody help me now. We still sing it, but praise God. Is everybody all right? What I'm talking about, neighbor, look up in here. Hey, that, that flesh lusts against the spirit. That the spirit lusts against the flesh. And it's a contrary one to another so that I cannot do the things that I would. She had problems. The older I get, the more fleshly problems I have. Amen. I mean, getting up's harder than it used to be. Amen. Staying up late's harder than it used to be. Seeing's harder than it used to be. And hearings get more difficult all the time. Amen. You heard about that old man that he thought his wife was going deaf, and he got about 40 feet behind her, and he said, Hey, baby, did you hear that? He walked a little closer, about 30 feet. He said, Hey, baby, did you hear that? He got about 20 feet closer, and he said, Baby, hey, baby, did you hear that? And finally, he got like 10 feet from her. She said, Hey, baby, did you hear that? She said, Yeah, I've heard it for the last three times you've asked me. So, somebody help me. Is everybody okay? He's the one who had the problem. Is everybody listening to me? Hey, we've got issues, neighbor. We've got issues if we could have already, listen, if we could have solved them, we would have already solved them. 
if we could have fixed them, we'd already fixed them. But sometimes issues get bigger than we are. Twelve years, she's got a fleshly problem. I wish I could say that being saved is going to exempt you from, from health problems. That's what the charismatics say. But, but that's, that's a misnomer. It's a point of man wants to die. You're going to die from something. Elisha, one of the greatest Old Testament prophets, died of a, of a sickness in his body. You're going you to get old one day. Complications of life are going to get real. Personal issues. It was a fleshly issue. It was a problem. It was something that was discomfort. It was not. It was not something that she enjoyed. It was, it was a distraction in her life. It was a discomfort in her life. And it was a time where man, she worried off for twelve long years. I, I mean, a decade and more. She had carried around this fleshly problem. It's personal. I got to think about her problem. A personal problem in her flesh. A personal problem with her finances. Don't bow your head, I'm not ready to pray yet. But ain't nobody that got enough money. Ain't nobody that got enough money yet. And in our Christian life, I'm telling you, the day, that's why he said, give us this day our daily bread. We pray for the needs of the day. Uh, and here she had an issue of finances. The Bible tells us that she had suffered many things and many positions. And the Bible said she had spent all that she had. I mean, she'd done run her credit card. She, she had maxed out all of her limits. Uh, I mean, she had done been to see every, every banker she knew. She had talked to her rich uncle. She had talked to her, her daddy. She had talked to her mother. Uh, uh, she went to her boss and asked for a raise. Uh, but for 12 long years, uh, problems had gotten bigger. Hey, they had manifested themselves and now... They're not just minute, but they're monumental. Financial problems. She has some personal issues. You're not exempt from that. And let me say that that does not always mean that you're not right with God. Let me remind you that the disciples couldn't pay their taxes on April the 15th. All this crowd, if you're right with God, you'll have everything you need. Jesus didn't have everything he needed. He said, foxes have holes. And the birds that have nests, but the Son of Man hath no place. He said, I don't even have a place to lay my head tonight. Hey, friend, serving God does not give us some kind of a card that we can get out of trouble and, and, and problems and issues of life. But those issues sometimes are financial issues. She spent all that she had. She didn't have anything else to spend. This was her last resort. They were family issues. Oh, God help us. I don't know all the Bible, but the parts I know I know pretty good. The theologians say about this issue it was a reproductive problem. All that I've read after said it was something about a reproductive system. And she was having issues for 12 long years. She longed to have some children, but she had not had any children. She longed to have some offspring. She she wanted to have a boy to pat on the back and, 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 a, and a daughter to rock and, and one to wanted to dress up and get ready to go to school. All the things that a mother desires. I, she desired that, but wait a minute, she didn't have it yet. Sometimes family can become one of the greatest issues of all. Amen. Sometimes the greatest blessings of our life can become the heaviest burdens in our life. Over there, Old Moses' mom had been praying for a long time for a son to be born. She wanted a Moses. And the Bible said when she could hide him no longer, the greatest blessing that she'd ever had in, in Exodus chapter number 2 was that son being born. God answered her prayer. God gave her a male child, what all the Hebrew women wanted. And God blessed her. And God answered her prayer. But wait a minute. Hey, the blessing got too big for her. There was problems she could. There were some issues. 
There's, there's some Egyptian soldiers walking up down the street. They're throwing babies in day after day, male children into the river. Crocodiles are swarming. They're popping the top of the water. There's entrails of babies and blood and body parts floating all over that river. Hey, it became a problem. Surely it was a blessing. Surely God intervened. Surely God answered the prayer. But wait a minute. It became a personal issue. Well, I wish I could say all children are going to turn out right. I cling to the promise when they are old, they'll not depart from it. But we're not exempt from those kind of problems. We're living in some kind of a, 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 a fairy tale. Amen. I, I mean, we're, we're living in some kind of a, of, of a make-believe world. Listen, you serve God. Hey, you live for Jesus. I wish I could tell you everything going to be all right. I wish I could tell you it would never be a problem. Uh, your truck never would break down. Uh, backhoe would always be operating. Uh, I tell you, hey, no, 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 no problems. But wait just a minute. There will be some problems. There'll be some valleys. But thank God there's some lilies in the valleys. He didn't turn his back on her during her issue. The personal issues. I've come to this conclusion. Some issues of life are pressing issues. Twelve years. I, I believe she probably asked the question, like I'm asking the question, Brother Tracy, how long am I going to have to deal with this? Don't, don't act like you have. How long? And I know people that don't serve the Lord. Now, don't act like you haven't talked about that. I know, I know some liberal ones. I know, I know some of the left-handed crowd. And they're not going through what we're going through. How long, Lord? How long? You know, the time spent in this, 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 this despair. I mean, this discomfort. Twelve long years. That's a long time to battle an issue. How long is pressing? I think about the prayer. How much? How much can you do? Have you ever said, I just can't? I can't take no more. Well, well, why don't you quit? I want you to quit anyway. We had some of you used to play football and on our team. We'd be, we'd be, my kids. We'd say, quit. We begged them to quit. Hey, no man having put his hand to play, I look back fit for the kingdom anyhow. Hey, won't you quit? You're too soft anyway. Amen, friend. You need to get tough, praise God. Now, hey, hey, but we I hear them all the time. I just don't know how much more. But then what's the problem? Well, a pipe busted under the house. God help. It's TVC now. You ain't even got a saw or anything. Somebody help me. All you need is glue and a sharp knife. And you talk about how hard it is. Hey, neighbor, it ain't that hard yet. But it can get hard. How much more? How many more rehabs have I got to put my son through? How more times have I had to bail out my family? By the way, sir, if you let your daughter marry some old long-haired hippie, they won't keep a job. You deserve him as a son-in-law. And when you start having to pay the light bill, and amen, and the car note, don't, don't come crying to me. You're the one letter, that letter date him. Amen, friend. He looked like he didn't be dipped in worm before he ever got Amen, friend. Y'all all right? Hey, I'm talking about how much can I take? Well, let me tell you, you can take a whole lot more than you think you can. We're giving up too easy. 
she, she's at the point of death. Jairus' daughter, that little girl, she's about to die, friend. I mean, it's pretty serious. Miss, these are two terminal cases. We got one daughter's fixing to die. We got one woman don't know how much longer she can take it. Hey, the turmoil had begun to mount up in her life. She said, how long and how much can I take? Pressing issues. I'm there tonight. Amen. I'm there tonight. Pressing issues. Then you, then you, this, this question often might have crossed her mind. How much worse? Some of y'all think, well, it couldn't get any worse. Well, let me tell you something. Oh, oh, it, 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 oh, oh, it can get worse. It probably will get worse. Hey, hey, it can get worse. It probably will get worse. That doesn't mean God's dead. That doesn't mean God's forgotten you. That doesn't mean God's turned his back on you. That doesn't mean God's quit loving you. Hey, hey, it can get worse. It can get worse. But it ain't quitting time. She's pressing her way. Lord, if I don't get to Jesus pretty soon, I'm not going to make it. If they did it, then I'm sure her blood count was in a mess. Her bone marrow is working overtime to produce blood. She's losing blood. She's got a problem. Been to every doctor. Maybe she done been going to the health clinic. Somebody help me. She done, she done went to the health food store and went to the voodoo doctor. So, amen. She done started eating barley grain. Amen. Praise God, starving herself half the time, drinking water. Is everybody all right? As long as they make Coca-Cola, I ain't drinking water. Somebody say amen. Hey! As long as they make hog, I ain't eating vegetables. I need amen, friend. Hey, look up in here, neighbor. I'm talking about she tried everything, but she was none better. But became worse instead of better. Pressing issue. But it wasn't over. The Bible said that when she heard of Jesus, well, praise God. Faith cometh by hearing. Just keep on bragging on Jesus. Somebody needs to hear about Jesus. Hey, somebody down the road from you needs to hear about Jesus. There's, there's something that somebody lives next door. Hey, somebody behind you, somebody across the street. Hey, listen, they need to hear about Jesus. There's a friend you go to school with needs to hear about Jesus. And somebody you work with down at the plant, look at me now. Hey, they need to hear about Jesus. Praise God when, they, when she heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. She came in the press behind him. She touched him. She said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made well. There's personal issues we're all experiencing. If we were to open the floor tonight, it would overwhelm us what some of these people are carrying. If you were to get the keynote speakers to tell you what all's going on in their life, maybe your eyes get big. You, you have those kind of problems, Lord God. You mean it's your church? Oh, yeah, our church. Your church, too? Oh, yes, our church, too. Pressing issues. How much longer? How much more? How much worse? But then there's the prolonged issue. Now, we all know that God's omnipotent. We know his name's the great physician. He doesn't even have to touch her. 
she is, who touched me. We already know he knew who touched him. He knew who had an issue of blood in that crowd. Some of us tonight are making things worse instead of better. Prolonging the issue. Now notice this. She said, verse 28, underline it, if I may touch. Now doubt, doubt will definitely hinder you. All these Calvinists talk about we didn't do anything to get saved. I, I understand Jesus paid the debt. But he did give us a measure of faith. He didn't believe for us. He gave us a measure of faith. The Bible said when Jesus went back, Mark chapter 6. In fact, you can just turn over there with me. Mark chapter 6. He's omnipotent, right? He's all-powerful. He can do anything. It said over here, when, in verse number 5 of Mark chapter 6, he went back home and he said he could there do no mighty work. Now, doesn't that sound like a contradiction? The omnipotent God, for with God all things are possible. Somebody help me now. Wait a minute. I'm a, I'm a Bible believer. I'm a King James Bible believer. Is everybody okay? Hey, he's not limited. No dispensational barrier ever tied to the hands of God. He's an he's, he's, he's a, he's immutable God. What he ever could do, he still could do. But there he could do no mighty works. That's what y'all said if you got one like mine. Why, why couldn't he do it? He could not do mighty works. Save that he healed, played his hands on a few sick folks and healed them. That made them all mad, didn't it? That made all the television crowd mad because he just, all he could do was heal a few sick folks. But he couldn't do anything mighty. Y'all with me? Why? Because he marveled at their unbelief. You know what's the reality? You can tie the hands of God. Some of you, I don't know how far you are away. But doubt, doubt will definitely hinder your issue. You want to solve the issues of your life? You want to solve the family problems you're having? You want to solve your financial burden? You want to solve those fleshly issues? Hey, I'm going to tell you how to solve it. You better start believing God can. Because for without faith, it's impossible to please God. The Bible said that the just shall live by faith. I don't understand this faithless generation. I mean, y'all, y'all don't trust God. All this, we got all this debt-free living, Larry Burkett and Dave Ramsey, bunch of gurus. That ain't Bible. The Bible says, give it and shall be given unto you. Ain't no shortcuts to success. Ain't no short. You know how you get more? You give more. It's not your wisdom. If you want more, get a second job and start tithing more to the church. Amen. If you want more, I said what I meant to say was get a second job, start tithing more. If you want some more, get a second job. Hey, get a second job, start tithing more. If you want more. I'm saying to you, we doubt the Bible. Well, I know it's in there and everything. But, well, I know it, I know everything, but wait a minute, Brother Tony, you know, now we're in the dispensation of grace. Breathing started in the Old Testament, and we're still breathing. Cornbread started in the Old Testament, and we're still eating it. Hey, faith, faith started in the Old Testament, and we're still exercising it. Well, you're going to get your trouble fixed. Huh? The way you're going to get your problem fixed. Huh? The way you're going to get your issue solved. Hey, friend, is you better quit doubting God. You better believe. I don't care what it looks like. Doesn't matter what it looks like, believe God anyway. Hey, doesn't matter what. I don't care how, how lopsided the teams are. I don't care how.
going to talk us out of it. Well, you know, things are different. Everything now. They are. Yeah, I know they are. People don't believe God. We doubt Him. COVID took more doubt, planted more seeds of doubt in our churches. He's still able. Doubt prolongs our issues. Distance prolongs our issues. How far are you away from touching God? What's, what's between you and God? There was a throne. And she knew if I could just get up there, I don't even have to touch him on his hand. If I can just touch the hand of his garment, it's going to be all right. But man, she had to press through a crowd to get there. If, let me look up in here, Brother Mike. If it was easy, everybody would have their issues solved. If it was that easy, hey, everybody would be up in there rubbing shoulders with Jesus, friend. That beloved disciple, John, he worked at getting positions where he could lay his head on the bosom of Lord Jesus Christ. He laid his head on the Could you imagine he was so close to God he could actually hear the heartbeat of God Almighty? How far are you away from touching him? You've allowed circumstances. Well, you know, I came from this and my background is, wait a minute, oh, oh that, that, that doesn't bind God. God knows where you came from. He knows the mistakes you've made. He already, he's already well aware of the money she spent. She, he already knew. Right? And she couldn't give anything to the church. Hey, she couldn't help him. Uh, all she could do was just reach out. I faith that she done spent all she had. She tried everything. Hey, friend, she's in a mess. And God knew she was in a mess. How far are you from touching him? Who are you listening to? Well, I know. You just don't know. You don't always know what God's will is. Yeah, but you ain't. They asked Fred Potter over there in the mountains. He started uh, the children's home in Kingsport, Tennessee, Johnson City. And then one of them asked him, he said, Fred, you don't think you can feed all the world? He's trying to feed all these children, feed all these. He said, you don't think. He said, I don't know. He said, do you really think you can feed the whole world? Oh, Fred Potter said, I don't know. I had not tried yet. How far are you from touching it's not about, it's not about can he. he she said if. The if wasn't on him. The if was on her. If I can just push this strong out of the way. Those that have thrown the stumbling blocks of doubt and discouragement. If I can just push him out of the way, I just believe that I could just get up there close enough to him. If I could touch him. Distance. Doubt. Delay. I'm going to touch him one day. The, the interesting thing to me in verse 30, it said, and Jesus immediately. Now, see, I still believe in that. I believe in instantaneous answers. Don't judge me just because you don't believe in it don't mean it don't happen. I, I believe in that supernatural divine intervention. God looks down and sees somebody in need of issue. An issue that's gotten out of control. An issue that's gone beyond their reach. An issue if they could have already fixed it, already fixed it. And he said, when are you going to get over here? I can fix it. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let her be. 
seeds, my burgers might be so high pressed and people say, Listen, he can. He's able. Heads are bowed. I wonder tonight, this evening, if you have an issue.